This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. This is Frida Liu. It's Raise Your Game on Enterprise. Sheila Singham from Human Equation joins us for our Tools for Transformation series. Of course, she's with us uh, on the final Friday of every month. And it's always uh, the, the eve of something, uh, the close to the eve of something. The last was, you know, last year. Right, the eve of last year, and now, of course, it's the eve of Chinese New Year as well. Um, so we're going to be talking about values today, and uh, here, values are the deepest of the motivators that drive human beings. They're like the compass that drives our behavior. When we live in conflict with our values, we feel unease or dissatisfaction, and often have a sense of things not being right in our lives. Have I been there? Oh, yes. When we live in accordance with our values, we often feel a sense of fulfillment. So today we're going to share uh, some case studies in which um, eliciting uh, the coaches' values played a vital role in helping them make important decisions in their lives. So uh, very interesting because, you know, these are all real-life scenarios and names have been withheld to protect the innocent or maybe sometimes not so innocent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay, Good to see you again, Sheila. Good right. to see you too, Okay, Frida. so a client came to see you because she was in a relationship which was making her feel guilty. The man in question was married. There you go. So they had to keep the relationship under wraps. Deep inside, she felt it was wrong to be in the relationship and the conflict in her values began to take its toll on her work and her relationship and her family and she found herself avoiding them out of guilt. So how did you help her using values elicitation? I mean, step number one is she's a married man. But never mind, let's go through the process here. Okay, so one of the one of the things that a coach has to be is absolutely non-judgmental. Mm. So I can't turn around and tell the client, how can you go with a married man? I, I don't do that, you know, because there's no judgment involved. So first thing I asked her is, what are your feelings about this relationship? Is it making you happy? And she said, not really. He's very controlling. He can be quite demoralizing, condescending. He's cruel with his words. Um, you know, we have to sneak around and because uh, obvious for obvious <laughs> reasons. And um, he was also a friend of her family, right? Okay. So they all knew his situation. And of course, uh, I said, he's married. Uh, is that a consideration? She said, yes, but... So I said, why are you in this relationship if it's not making you happy? Because I love him. He's the love of my life. Controlling, possessive, hiding. And, okay, go on. Non-judgmental. 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 He's the love of my life, she said, and I love him. I said, okay, great. That's a good reason to be with someone. Now, let me elicit your relationship values. So the process of eliciting values is very straightforward. You just ask the person, in what area of your life do you want to elicit this value? So if a person comes to you with some conflict in work, let's say, then you elicit the career values. If it's, say, spirituality, then you elicit spiritual values. If it's um, health, right, you elicit health values. So here was a relationship issue, so I elicited the relationship values because this person was beginning to feel demoralized, uh, distracted from work and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and these things affect the workplace, obviously. Uh, absolutely. Every area of your life. Absolutely. So if something's happening in one area of your life uh, where you're in conflict with your values, it is going to impact on the other areas of your life, right? So many people come and think, oh, you know, a relationship that's not working out, um, nothing to do with work. What? Why mm. do I need, you know, coaching? Because everything has everything to do with every aspect of your life. So anyway, what I did was elicited her values. Two questions, very simple questions. What is important to you about a relationship? 
okay, about a relationship you're in. And if you had that, so the person will tell you, so I say, what's important to you? And they might say, well, integrity, let's say, mm. or openness or transparency or honesty. I say, okay. And um, if you had that, so if they say honesty, then if you had honesty, what would you have? And they might say, if I had honesty, then I would have a sense of security. And if you had security, what would you have? So it's just building on the value that they state. If you had that, what would it lead to? What would it lead to? So we sat down and did that. It's a very quick process, but you don't rush the client. You let, let it come out. She came up with about 15 sort of values. And then I asked her to arrange those values in order of her preference, which she felt was the most important to her. So it's usually about feelings. And that's the thing, Frida, I must say, a lot of people dismiss feelings, saying they have no place in the corporate world and no place in decision-making. But life is about feeling. It's If you're feeling not good about something, that's probably your, your psyche, your unconscious mind telling you, hey, you're conflicting with your values there. Let's say you go and, you know, worked with a client who just didn't, agree with you and you couldn't see their point of view, there's probably a conflict in values so you feel uncomfortable. So always trust that gut instinct when you're working with someone or entering into a relationship. So she organized these values according to a certain hierarchy. And you know what, Frida? Love was somewhere at the bottom of the list. Mm. So the first question I asked her is, why are you still in this relationship? And she said, I love him. He's the love of my life. Mm. But love was very low on her list of values. What was uppermost was honesty, respect, companionship, transparency, spirituality, family. Okay, the top five values, spirituality, family were there. So obviously she was in this state because she had to hide this relationship from her family. She was very close to her family. Number two, she was a very spiritual person. And somewhere deep inside of her was a moral sense of, you know, I shouldn't be in a relationship with someone else's husband, you know. And uh, transparency, there was no transparency in the relationship. Respect. He didn't respect her. He tried to control her, tell her where to go, what to do, um, you know, put her down. Uh, I treated her like an airhead. So um, when I pointed, and I then asked her from, from eliciting the values, I asked her how would she know each value was being fulfilled. So if you say respect, how would respect be fulfilled? What would the other party have to do? So she said that. And then companionship, what would the other party have to do? She said, I would want to go out in the open with him and I have a glass of wine somewhere and bangsa, you know, mm. uh, openly, hold hands and, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be, be hiding. Transparency, how would that be fulfilled? So when we came up with all the, how should those values be manifested? And, sh- and then I asked her, now look at what you have just said. Are all those being fulfilled? Are they being met? Is he doing all those things? And she looked at it and she said, no. Hmm. I said, so which value of yours is being fulfilled? I, she said, probably love. On whose side? You love him. From his behavior, what, what does a person have to do for you to feel loved? By him doing all of this, uh, how do you, do you feel loved? She said, at this point of time, no. So even love is not a basis for this relationship. 
and it's so low in your hierarchy of values. So I said, based on that, you've got to evaluate if this relationship is not fulfilling any of your values. The question is, why are you in it? Because you are a value, very values-driven person. You're very ethical, you know, at work. Um, you're very straightforward sort of person. And all this subterfuge and all that is just not fulfilling your values. She said, she, and I said, for the next 30 days, I want you to get up every day and look at this list of values and how they ought to be manifested for you to be fulfilled. Hmm. Okay, now I'm just looking at this as well. Because you know, sometimes, let's say it's a, it's a married couple, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, people change, people grow, people go, and they're out of sync, mm-hmm. right? Um, you, don't, you don't leave a marriage because of that, no. right? So what do you then do to get your values to be aligned again? Okay, so this is where you elicit the values of both parties, all right, and then you look at the top five values and see what are the similarities. If there are similarities, great. You say, see, you do share values. And then you ask the, the, the husband, how would you like to see that value fulfilled? What would she have to do? And you ask the wife, what would he have to do to you know so that they're able to see yeah. how they can fulfill the other right. person's value. However, To work on common ground. To work on common ground. However, if... Some of the values are very different. Say their first three values are very different. Then what I would do is to ask them whether they are willing to shift the values and the hierarchy of values. I'll ask her to shift one and I'll ask him to shift one. So that both are you know, shifting one value and compromising mm. and we bring the, that value up higher mm. in the hierarchy. There's a process for doing that. Hmm. Okay, so uh, now, now if I want to put that in the context of, say, work, huh? let's say you're a business person, all right, and business people want to make money, right? I mean, I know I do, hmm. <laughs> right? So if um, wealth creation uh, is very low in your list of values, then you're not going to be seeing that as important. So for a business person, and if I ask them, okay, so you, you want to be able to make money, I would take wealth creation right from the bottom and move it up to the top three. Mm. Somewhere in that hierarchy, I will never replace the first value. Okay, I might replace the second or third. I push that down and push this above that. Mm. So with the couple, that is what you would do. Right. Mm. Uh, we'll we'll bring up another case study after this. Um, I'm here with Sheila Singham from Human Equation in our Tools for Transformation series. Stay tuned to Raise Your Game BFM 89.9. Yes, this is Raise Your Game on Enterprise. Uh, good morning, Frida Liu here. Sheila Singham from Human Equation, now Tools for Transformation series. She joins us the final Friday of every month, and it's the uh, the eve of Chinese New Year. Uh, earlier on, we brought up, you know, what we've been going through is a couple of case studies of people who have met you and, you know, how these things were addressed and resolved. Uh, another case study here is a client was at the crossroads of his life because he didn't feel fulfilled in his government job, which he worked uh, in the area of good governance. It paid a good income and allowed him a comfortable life, but he felt constrained by the demands of his agency, uh, which he felt restricted his creativity. He had thoughts of leaving to set up his own consultancy, but was wondering if he would contribute better by remaining where he was. How, so how do you coach him, though? Of course, the whole um, premise of what we've been discussing is around the area of values. So how did you um, help this guy? Okay. There is another process where you actually get a person to fill out a rather considerably long sort of questionnaire. It's a choice question. And then from there, you evaluate, total up his scores, and you evaluate what values level he is at in his life. Now, for, for you to understand that, you have to explain that people, human 
kind, the world, uh, organizations and all that can be categorized according to eight values levels. Okay, we When we do this exercise, we don't deal with values level one because values level one are those people who are out there really surviving. You know, um, street people, people got no food, homeless people, they live at values level one. Nothing else is important except for food, shelter, warmth. Values level two is people who are have a tribal, are still at a tribal level. They believe in the tribe. You know, young people, they are at, at that tribal level because the tribe is the family, okay? Humankind evolved that way. First they were on their own, then they evolved into tribes, okay? So tribes is when you uh, so subscribe to what an elder or a leader is saying. And you do have that mentality sometimes in organizations. Yeah. Where, like People blindly, whatever the boss says, mm. they, they, do, they, they, they do exist. They don't right? want to stick out. Like nah. a sore thumb. Yeah. So they just follow everything that the leader says is like, you know, it's law like that, you know. Then you people evolve. So once there are people in that tribe, right, they want to break free. Hey, I don't like this. I, I don't like being told what to do. I want freedom. They evolve to values level three. Values level three will be like, I will do anything to get my way to have comfort. Or I will kill. I will murder. Mm. And it's nothing personal. I think Donald Trump is a values <laughs> level three, actually, you know, like just shoot. And, and that um, Philippines president, Duterte, I think is values level three. Just go around and just get rid of them by murdering them, you know. So then people evolve. Once that, that values level three is like a bit disordered. So after a while, when people immature, they want order. So they go to values level four. And a lot of governments and religious institutions and all that are values level So rigid structures. So this Matt, gentleman was working in a values level four, four setup or government, right? Mm. So there was order, there was too much of control and things like that. Once you are tired of values level or too much of order and all that, you want to break free. Now, communism is values level four. Mm. So you look at China at one point, it was values level four. Today, they are values level five, very materialistic. Mm. <laughs> uh, you get fake food and all that sort of thing going on over there. So the point is that people, values level five is about materialism. The, 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 I want a better life. I want to mm. forge ahead. I want to be top of the heap and things like that. Mm. So Trump is... As is like, you know, crossing between five and three. He uses three when he needs to, but he's portraying himself as five. You know, I'll bring America back to make America uh, great again. Yeah. Then you have values level six, which is all about community and, you know, make all these people who are at NGOs and want to save the whales and all that. Many of them are at values level six and they're very fulfilled by that. And then you evolve to seven. Seven's like when the whole cycle starts again. Again, they're individuals. They, they operate very much as oh. individuals, but they can, they're at a higher level all right mm. so they can do that anyone at a higher values level can actually go back into the lowest values mm. level when they need to okay so this guy was actually a values level six mm. that's why he was in corporate governance he wants to go out there and make a change make a difference you know have companies and all that um treat um people better and things like that but he's working in a four four and he hasn't finished with five that's mm. why the money is important to him. Ah. You, you get what I'm saying? So I pointed out to him, you are clearly a values level six, showing values level seven behavior already. That means you can actually go and operate a consultancy individually. You can operate and go and talk to organizations about how to do this. But you're also quite materialistic. You need to deal with that first. Mm. Finish that. All right. 
And then he he's not a values level four, but he works with the lab in a values level four. So he's feeling constrained because he's already doing five. He's already six, still with some five and and seven. You 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 get mm. what I'm saying? So this is very a very valuable exercise for senior management. Yes, for CEOs and all that. Some people have, call it a midlife crisis. Yeah. Have you had your values level delicious, Frida? Yes, I have. You have. Mm. Great. What's eight? Eight, ah. Ah, eight. Uh, we don't haven't really measured, but I think you're probably like a seven, six, seven, and evolving to eight. We haven't as a as a as different nations are at different values levels mm-hmm. now. I think in Malaysia we were good five. With some six behavior now, I think we kind of regressed to <laughs> four. So you know, because everything is so rigid and mm. controlled and all. So this is what happens. So a lot of times, the organization takes on the values level in a way of the leader. If it's a very strong leader, his values levels be imposed. Mm. So that's why you see some companies like they at values level uh, six and five and six, making money, very community minded and all that. Then there's a merger and acquisition, and someone with a rigid structure. Ah. Takes over, and the, then you see all mass people just yes. leaving. These five and six people have been used to creativity and competition and all that, and then somebody telling them every step of the way what to do, they cannot tahan. They mm. leave. They leave. Okay, so I was pointing it out to this uh, gentleman, yeah. and I said, "You are clearly like a." Square peg in a round hole Is mm. that what they say? Mm. Yeah So And the round hole Is really constricting you mm. You can't squeeze yourself in there So I think you need to Think about this I think you've made enough money Invested enough and all that You might want to consider Leaving Because you can still do good Because you got the Government connections You got the know-how But you can take that And start really working With corporations Because who's got the money? Hmm. Who's got the money? Government's partnering with corporations now in the area of, you know, governance and social responsibility. So, but corporations have the money. So go and tap into that. Take some of it for yourself to survive and be happy, but channel all of it back, you know, take a salary and then channel it back into into what you love doing because you're clearly a six. Right. And I know for in, in my case, I'll go back to level five whenever I'm buying those shoes. Which <laughs> <laughs> clearly, there's a lot of five in you still there. And, and, and sometimes I think no more four, no more three. You've, you're done. See, the way to evolve to the higher values level, and that should be um, an objective we all have, is to be done. Mm. How do you know you're done? <laughs> If your scores are still high at the lowest values level, you're not done. There are issues there. Like some other person that I I did, he's clearly a values level six going on to seven. Can't you be a level seven and still love the clothes and the shoes? You can, you can, you can, you can. But it doesn't doesn't mean that you're just so like altruistic, you don't want to buy shoes. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a a, a major part of your life. No, it's not. So if you don't have those shoes, you'll still be out there doing good, right, Rita? I need to know this, I need to know this. (laughs) So, in this case, when you when you when you talk to him about him, but did he did he make the move? He hasn't made the move mm. yet, but he is clearer now okay. because before this he was like, no, I can't go anywhere else. You know, I, I, I how am I going to survive? But so from this, I gave I by by doing this, he saw the opportunities. Mm. He saw the options available. I'm still working with the government and the corporations. I now become the bridge between ah, them. Okay, so when you can come to that point of uh, being congruent yes. about where you are and what you can bring to the table and and link it back to your values, mm. it can work. Because I can also imagine at the same time, it's like 
you know, if I were to start again, my children's in private school, da da da, mm. and giving this up means I won't be able to afford this for my children. But if you can sort of say, oh, because my values like this, mm. and this is the organization, that's the way it works, and I am the bridge, and it's a eureka moment, right? Yep. So right now, what I said to him, mm. we're not saying leave now and mm. go and do this. Go and explore whether the corporations will be open to having someone like you who's been in government has got very strong reputation to become the bridge, the liaison between them. Mm. And are they prepared to take someone like you on as a consultant and what is your worth to them? Mm. So you got to do your market study for yourself, lah. Right. You know, how marketable are you? How how laku are you? So so speak, la, you yeah. know. Then, how what kind of money would they pay? Which are the corporations? And all that. Once you know that, then you set your strategy in place. Right. You come up with the business plan and all that. And you also talk to the government that if I left and went and did this consultancy with all my expertise, and I'm very good at what I do, that's what he said, with all that expertise, would they still be willing to use you? It's like really no cost to them because yeah. you're generating this as a business. Hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I, I get this completely because you're at that point and you now there's clarity on next steps, mm. right? A, a call to action, whereas before you're just whirling around, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? Sometimes I get through that. As well. Yeah, <laughs> and then he was also feeling very restricted. Yeah. So what better thing than to do, you do a calculated move, yeah. right? Having explored... Even just doing that is such a liberating very, exercise. Very... He was like, and it's very interesting because, um, you know, his, his uh, partner was saying that I've told him all this, but he doesn't want to listen. Mm. Now you're saying I can see the, the lights going on in his head, like aha moment like that. Yeah. Why does he need someone that, you know, pay money to go and get this coaching from? Then only you're willing to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining, mind you, but, but it's amazing to see how just, you know, doing something with values okay. eliciting the values or the hierarchy of which values level you're at do values change yes huh. they can change and they as i said just now the the hierarchy that you're the level at which you are wow. you will evolve you have to evolve mm. i mean if you are like values level one then you know yes fighting for survival all your life yeah. or your values level three you always want to fight with people and punch them in the face i mean hello right. that's not evolution you know you need to evolve as human being so as you move up that chain yeah. your values also change will change having said that also the, the individual values that the first case study that we did just now those also will change like say a 25 year old a 30 year old would come out you know into the corporate world Maybe their main value at that point in time is achievement and career and things like that. But maybe when they are in their mid-30s, 40s, achieve a certain level of um, credibility in their mm. work, and then they get married, they have children and all that, their values might change. Yeah. Family might become first. So if they are then still working like that, you know, as what's expected you know, from before, they, and then there's a family there. That's when the conflict happens inside of them. Hmm. Values will change. As we grow older, I mean, we've, we've done with the materialism, you know, values level five and all that. We go on to we want to make a difference in the world. Hmm. And then we, as we grow older, like values level seven people, they don't care what other people think of them. Hmm. They can operate independently. You know, they, they, they're very good. They can do any values level below them. But in a corporation, they're good to have one values level person in a room will come to a decision faster than a whole 
10 values level 6 put together. Hmm. Because the values level 6 will always be like, but it must be for the good of everyone. We must all have concur on this, you know. Everyone must feel good about it. The values level 7 is a, this is a decision that has to be made. We've got to make it, you know. We can't please everybody. This is the best decision. Let's do it. Hmm. All right. Um, if you have any uh, questions or you know, scenarios uh, that you want to uh, get Sheila to help you, do send us an email uh, to enterprise at bfm.my and we'll definitely put it up as a case study. Uh, and of course, if you say, don't mention my name, also can, right? We'll do that just to protect the innocent, as I was saying. Uh, thanks for being with us again, uh, Sheila. I'll definitely see you the end of the final Friday of next month. Sheila Singham from Human Equation. You've been listening to Raise Your Game, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.